It's time for the Sant Mat Satsang podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Today, the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand of the Radhaswami faith. Baba Fakir Chand's guru lineage, the lineage of teachers. Baba Fakir Chand's initiating guru and spiritual master was Shiv Brat Lal. Shiv Brat Lal's initiating guru and spiritual master was Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram Bahadur. Hazur's initiating guru and spiritual master was Seth Shivdayal Singh, also known as Sant Radhaswami Saheb, also known as Swamiji Maharaj, the great saint of Agra, India. Baba Fakir Chand was a somewhat controversial guru. He was very transparent, very candid in his views. People have developed different theories about Baba Fakir Chand. If you were to follow the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand, you would be a vegetarian. You would be adhering to certain ethical precepts. You would be a practitioner of meditation, a form of meditation known as Surat Shabd Yoga or Inner Light and Sound Meditation. And you would be not an agnostic, not an atheist, not an anti-guru or anti-spirituality sort of person, not a materialist. Rather, you would be a follower of a certain brand of Radhaswami, a certain branch of Sant Mat. That's what you would be. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand, or some of the teachings at least, there are many teachings, we'll have to do many programs over time. There's so many wonderful books that have been published in English featuring the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand. Baba Fakir Chand here is writing an introduction to his commentary on Swamiji's esoteric instructions from the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry. This is from his introduction. Baba Fakir Chand. Some kind of diplomacy and the guarding of secrets is necessary for worldly success. Even my Supreme Master once said to me, protecting one's secret is the dignity of a saint. The great Saint Kabir told the same thing to his chief disciple, Dharam Das. I beseech you to never let the secret of truth out. Sat Purusha Radhaswami Dayal, the founder of the Radhaswami faith, expressed it saying, I will conceal the secret of the unfathomable supreme abode, and I will not unveil the mystery of that abode. So it is clear that some kind of secrecy is necessary even in spiritual matters and in the expression of reality or truth. The aspirants who have realized the truth and grasped it thoroughly should talk about it with deserving and worldly people only. That is the chief reason that for ages the spiritual truth has been confined only to a few deserving gurus. 
Now that guruism has become a sort of livelihood for most gurus, and secrecy is causing harm to innocent seekers, I have been compelled to uncover the truth. A person who does not guard one's secrets should normally be considered untrustworthy, and certainly the secret of the highest reality or truth should be revealed only to deserving aspirants or seekers of truth. Even nature maintains secrecy in its processes. The experienced spiritual sages of today have not revealed the secret, intentionally or not, because of their fear of the abolition of their respective institutions. But it appears that nature has entrusted this mission to me so that more and more people should know the secret of reality and establish their spiritual life. I am not at all opposed to worldly success, for I believe that life without worldly success is incomplete. Material success and spiritual development go hand in hand. The truly great saints have given great importance to spiritual discourses so that the people will have knowledge of the ultimate reality or truth and then engage themselves in worldly matters with gratifying success. I present this commentary to you, influenced by the above-mentioned circumstances. I hope this small book may be beneficial, especially to those aspirants who, in spite of their long association with spiritual people and satsangs, have not benefited much. Grasp the secret of reality and lead a blissful life. It is a pity that many devotees in various religions have pinned their faith on the expectation that they will attain the Radhaswami abode, the abode of the Supreme Being, or spiritual perfection only after their physical death. But I say to you honestly that if you have not attained your destined objective in this life, you cannot do so after your physical death. It is a mere illusion. Baba Fakir Chand from his introduction to his commentary on Swamiji's esoteric instructions. This is a reading from the book Jagat Prakash, Light on the Methods of Spiritual Practice, when you translate that into English. It's by Huzur Maharaj Raiselagram. Normally, I would not read from this book, as it's mostly intended for initiates, various meditation instructions for initiates only. But this particular paragraph has also turned up in Prampatra Radhaswami and is a very universalist kind of teaching by Huzur. Nothing without love. 
All Saints and Radhaswami Dayal in particular have in their bani, in their hymns or mystic poetry, laid great emphasis upon engendering love. The idea is that the task can be accomplished quickly and easily with the help of love. Mere renunciation cannot afford so much advantage, nor can mere comprehension or knowledge of Santmat confer such a benefit. All activities in the world are going on because of love and desire. If one does not have any feeling of love or he has no interest in a matter, he can do nothing. For the real spiritual benefit of their jiva or soul, it therefore behooves all souls to develop true love for the true Supreme Being. This is a poem of Rumi, which reminds me a lot of some of Baba Fakir Chan's teachings. It's very Chandian. In fact, in my blog, I gave it the title Baba Fakir Rumi. The disciple is genuine, even if the guru is not. Some delightful and insightful words from Rumi about how in a world of illusion and pretense... The genuine spiritual seeker will, despite some detours along the way, ultimately reach their destination. Says Rumi, it takes a long time for the hidden mystery or reality of a man to become more or less evident, so that we may know whether under the wall of his body there is a spiritual treasure, or there are holes of ants, of carnal hankerings, Snakes of envy and spite, and dragons of temptations, attachments, hubris, wiles, and guiles. And by the time the seeker discovers that he is an impostor, it's too late to make amends. Sometimes, sometimes, though rarely, a seeker sincerely trusting an impostor and believing that he is someone in particular, by means of his trust, by means of his faith, attains to a spiritual state which the impostor has not even dreamt of. Sometimes, though rarely, the disciple of a false guru, because of the sincerity of his quest for God, may derive spiritual benefit even from that false guru. Literally, the falsehood of the impostor may turn out to be profitable to the seeker. Due to his own honest intention, he ascends to a higher spiritual region, not because of, but despite the pretender whom he imagined to be the soul, but who turned out to be only flesh. Such a sincere seeker may even have spiritual experiences which his worthless guru may not have had in ages, says Rumi. A passage from the Mathnawe of Rumi, Volume 1, translated into English by M. G. Gupta, published in Agra by M. G. Publishers.
tree for Baba Fakir Chand in the publication Radhaswami White Paper on the Religion of Science and Radhaswami Faith, published by Dial Bagh in Agra back in 2011. Baba Fakir Chand and the Radiant Form of the Master Maharaj Fakir Chandji Sahib established his ashram after his retirement from railway service as station master in 1962. The ashram is located on the outskirts of Hoshirepur in the foothills of the Himalayas. It is called Manavta Mandir, B-Man Ashram. Although the lineage is the same, is the same as Dial Bog, they're saying here, this satsang sees every religious tradition from Radhaswami to Advait Vedanta as being parts of the total reality. Baba Farkuchand was a devotee of Shiv Brat Lalji Sahib and had a large and devoted following. Fakir Chandji Sahib was the first guru in the Sant Mat tradition to speak about the unknowing aspects of visionary manifestations, which were called the Chandian effect after him, named so by Professor David Christopher Lane. However, other Sant Mat gurus, like Baba Jamal Singhji, went beyond this hypothesis and spoke of manifestation and knowledge of manifestations. Maharaj Sawan Singhji, for whom both Fakir Chanji and his master Shivbrat Lalji had high regard, wrote and explained that the outward guru can and does know about the inner condition of his disciples. This knowledge is conveyed to the physical master via the inner shabd, though only in extreme cases where the outer master's attention is needed. The perfect master is one with the Supreme Lord, and when he initiates a devotee, he creates an astral image of himself in the disciple, and then on never leaves the disciple, remaining therein as the inner master. When the life of the disciple needs the personal attention of the master, this inner master reports to the conscious master." Unquote. A bit about the mechanics of the inner master communicating with the outer master on occasion found in Radhaswami White Paper on Religion of Science and Radhaswami Faith, published by Dial Bog. Baba Fakir Chand The masses adopt a guru merely on reputation, without making thorough research themselves. This reminds us of that Rumi poem, that very chandy and roomy poem. That is why they do not find real gurus. If such rare saints are difficult to find, one should associate with those saints who are on the way to perfection. Only those persons are capable of uniting with God or truth who consider other human beings equal to themselves and hold no jealousy, no hatred, or other negative ideas in their mind. A disciple asks, but most of the disciples have been associated with their gurus for a very long time. Why then have they not attained anything that is granted by a saint? 
Also, the gurus have been engaging their disciples in different kinds of services. Why do they advise some disciples in one way and others in a different way? Baba Fakir Chand replies, In fact, a true master knows very well why a special disciple has come to his refuge. Some gurus, who are keen to recruit as many disciples as they can, to exploit those people who are in trouble. But a true or perfect master never exploits his dear disciples. He loves them and advises them according to their respective backgrounds and capabilities, which are different for different people. He tells his disciples to be engaged in different kinds of activities which either help them to fulfill their worldly desires of material things or to rid themselves of those desires after a good deal of experience. A person can never realize truth or attain peace as long as he is a slave to passions and desires. That is why Swamiji's esoteric instructions clearly state that First, a devotee should resign his desires for wealth, prosperity, and family to the will of God and then go to the saints for guidance. In this way, all his problems will be solved. Those who do not follow these instructions take a longer time to resolve their problems. The order of the perfect master and the path suggested by him should be considered as supreme. The seeker would experience peace and bliss by applying the instructions of his master to his practical daily life. Many gurus are concerned with accumulating wealth and fame, and their disciples are equally motivated by worldly desires. So instead of being enlightened and liberated, seekers are more and more involved in material things and thus subjected to the cycle of birth and death. When a master who is the true practitioner of the yoga of light and sound is found by a disciple who is truly desirous of being freed from the spatio-temporal world, then and only then the relationship of the disciple and the master has some significance. Unquote, says Baba Fakir Chand. Listening to the Sant Mat Satsang podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio today, focused on the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand of the Radhaswami faith. This is actually a saying from the Gospel of Thomas, from saying 50, from the Gospel of Thomas, one of those books found at Nag Hammadi in Upper Egypt, part of the Nag Hammadi Library of Gnostic or more mystical Gospels. We have come from the light, from the place where the light came into being by itself. This is titled, We Have Forgotten Our True Original Abode. It's by Baba Fakir Chand. 
from a book which actually is online in English called Know Thyself to Know God. And begins with a verse from the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry of Swamiji. The source of all, now I say, O Swami, is unutterable, infinite, unfathomable, unnamed, as in nameless or anami. Baba Fakir Chand, you, me, and all have come from there. But after coming into this world, we have forgotten about our original abode, and we are completely engrossed in this world. Even though we face all sorts of difficulties, miseries, and tortures, this world appears to be very attractive to us. Our desires for wealth, honor, fame, and prosperity, amidst all sorts of griefs and miseries, continue to increase without any end. The saints come into this world only for those who have no attachment with this world and with the creations of their own mind. The teachings of the saints are only for those who understand that they are here for a specific period and not forever. Guru Nanak Sahib has named the supreme center of energy or the Lord of this world, as Akal Parush, timeless, supreme being. Baba Fakir Chand. Know thyself to know God. This is titled True Satsang, spiritual gathering or association focused on the eternal truth, God, or Sat. A true aspirant listens with rapt attention, whereas a mere spectator keeps building castles in his mind. It is because of this fact that I often say that satsang should be limited only to true seekers. From satsang you gain the power of discrimination by which you can make your present life joyful and future life happy. Satsang is neither a spectacle nor a fair. But these selfish Mahatmas and the so-called devotees have made it so. The importance of satsang can never be overemphasized, provided there is one who can give the satsang and one who aspires for it. But today, there are only a few who understand the value of satsang. This is a reading from a book that's not online. Eventually, I hope to get a scanner, a better scanner, that's not a flatbed scanner, which is very hard on the binding of books, but one of those new scanners that are perfect for books, and put this book and give some other books a home online. It's called Instructions for Seekers, Surat Shabd Yoga, The Yoga of Light and Sound by Baba Fakir Chand. A piece of this, The Yoga of Light and Sound, is online, but the whole thing is not. It's a hundred pages, and I wish it was online. I hope to be able to share this book someday on the web. A future of scanning books and getting my podcasts out there in all venues. That's my plan for the future.
This is a reading from that book. A disciple asks Baba Fakir Chand, Can one have the vision of the Sat Purusha, the Supreme Being? Baba Fakir Chand, Swamiji Maharaj gave this description of his own experience. He stated that the eyes of the Sat Purusha and even one hair are all effulgent light, making it quite clear that there is nothing else in the Sat Lok except light and sound. There was a saint named Maghar Singh who was associated with the satsang of Vyas. Once he practiced severe penance continuously for six months, when describing his personal experience with his fellow satsangis, he remarked that he had experienced nothing at that level, the level of satlok or the highest part of satlok, except light and sound. Since aspirants are given the idea of the Sat Purusha in the form of a human person in the beginning, they may see the light of the Sat Loka as a human personality. My own experience confirms that there is nothing except light and sound in the Sat Loka. The bliss and ecstasy experienced at this level is beyond all description. The self-forgetfulness is so deep and intoxicating that it has no dimension. Further, when the surat, having left the region of subtle matter, becomes stable in itself and enjoys the bliss of itself, it returns from that region to the physical, since its physical body, of course, still continues to exist. It performs its worldly duties, but begins to ponder the ultimate destination of life, this essential question arose in the dedicatedly engaged in search for truth mind of His Holiness Rai Sahib Saligram Ji Maharaj. He yearned to raise his surat, his soul, to that point where there is no alteration or motion. In order to achieve that goal, he followed the directions of his mentor, Swamiji Maharaj, meticulously and soared toward the supreme level of spiritual origin. As he went deeply inward, his soul was purified and it became forgetful of itself. Salagramji Maharaj describes his experience at this stage. The supreme abode has neither color nor form, neither manifestation nor personality, neither light nor darkness. It is invisible, unfathomable, and unique. It has neither being nor self-forgetfulness. It has neither apprehension nor any kind of existence, nor can one describe that wondrous vision." Unquote. So here, just interjecting, this actually is going from the lower part of Satlok to a higher part of Satlok, going from a realm of forms, lights and sounds, to beyond forms, lights and sound, one of the levels of Satlok, in other words. Baba Fakir Chand. This is the state of namelessness. The self-awareness of the surat or soul is called Satlokha. And the loss of this self-awareness is the state of namelessness or anamidam. 
just pausing to interject here. Yes, at the level of Satlok, or in the lower part of Satlok, the soul is individual. The drop has not merged in the ocean. But as you go uh, above, a few levels above, the drop does indeed merge into the ocean of love, the ocean of Radhaswami or Anami. Baba Fakir Chand, since Salagramji Maharaj has risen to this level while living in the physical body, and since no human being can stay in any state permanently, he did not designate the final destination even as the nameless state. Can you be free from awareness and feelings? My experience shows that it is impossible. No human being can achieve any of these states permanently. As a seeker of truth, my curiosity was never satisfied. Disciple, asking a question. Then, after all, where can we find peace? Baba Fakir Chand. In the final Radhaswami abode, which is in your surat, your pure self, always remain united with your manifestation. In other words, let your surat, your soul, be united with the pure self, Radhaswami. Radhaswami Dayal has said, Swamiji Maharaj has said, May I ever be drawn toward my dearest Radhaswami. Baba Fakir Chand. Where can one find peace? The answer lies in unification, the spontaneous inclination in the union of light with sound. Radha with Swami. Peace lies in merging into one's own self. This spontaneous state in meditation, this alone is the Radha Swami abode. It is clear that this state of union is always present within each individual, but most people do not go into their depths to discover it. Because of their ignorance, they are drawn back into the world. That is the reason that they cannot attain the state which is already present in them and wrongly conclude that this state is unattainable. I have seen Radhaswami present in every atom. I have seen Radhaswami, the Lord of the soul, clearly in everything manifested. The entire cosmos is manifesting the pure being and the qualified being. I have seen Radhaswami as the moving spirit of the whole world. Seekers of peace and infinite freedom must knock at the door of some perfect master. Listen to his words carefully. Try to understand the secret and spend their life in happiness and bliss by shaking off illusion, says Baba Fakir Chand. Shaking off all illusions so there, in the end, is only left Radhaswami, the Lord of the Soul, the Supreme Being, with all of the illusions falling away, transcending even the light and the sound, transcending the world of forms and colors, lights and sounds, planes of consciousness, 
till the drop merges into the ocean of love and there is only Radhaswami. Thank you for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. I also have a Google number where you can text me if you're in North America. It's 508-603-9381. If you're outside North America or inside North America, the email will, of course, work. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Click on the library tab of the website and click on the various tabs there that will take you to my other Santmat Radhaswami library at my blog. And you'll be able to explore lots of books, including some books of Baba Fakir Chand, located in the Radhaswami section of the Santmat Radhaswami e-library. Like and subscribe. More podcasts to come, Lord willing many more satsang podcasts in the weeks to come thank you for joining me today on spiritual awakening radio